This is the Intrepid Double Seven Podcast. Hello and welcome to the James Bond Complex. I'm the Intrepid Double Seven. Hope you're doing well. Over the last two weeks, you've had the episodes that I did in 2019 relating to Camp X. First, I briefed you on what Camp X was, um, and then I actually visited the site of Camp X on my trip to Toronto in 2019. After that trip, well, I met up with Matt and Edgar at Bar George, and we discussed what I had learned, uh, what I had seen, and we just kind of discussed James Bond in general. That was the start of a wonderful friendship that I'm very grateful for, and this is what brings me to the James Bond complex today. Following up, though, with Camp X, the story doesn't necessarily end with the trip in 2019 because my obsession for knowledge on Camp X and The Man Called Intrepid does not end there. I spent the better part of five years researching and looking into the history of Canadian military intelligence during World War II. Part of Matt and Edgar's visit to Quebec City a couple of years ago, actually in November of 2019, for what we called Operation Cold Reception, revolved around... Ian Fleming's visit to Quebec City for the Quebec Conference in 1943. Now, 1941 is when Camp X was established by William Stevenson. Stevenson at the time had been working out of Rockefeller Center in New York and had devised Camp X as a way for Britain to train agents to go back overseas into Europe as counterintelligence officers and saboteurs. Now, this couldn't be done in America at the time because they had not yet engaged in World War II, so it had to be done in Canada. And using William Stevenson's connections to the industrial world, he was able to pretty much get everything done and everything set up over there through his contacts. They bought a portion of land on Lake Ontario and and got to work. In 1943, when Fleming was visiting North America as part of his tour with the Admiralty, This is when it's believed that he would have snuck off to Camp X to do his training. Now, the training that Ian Fleming did wasn't necessarily in the intent of him becoming a soldier or becoming an agent. It was more so that he had a better understanding of what he was asking his men to do. Because at the time, he was running the Assault Unit 30, which was a commando group that was, you know, taking care of missions in Europe. What Camp X was doing was training uh, new Canadians to go back over to Europe and fight against the Nazis. This is something that I learned later on uh, and earlier last year from Lynn Philip Hodgson. Now, Lynn Philip Hodgson is a historian and author. He wrote the book Inside Camp X. And since the 1970s, he's had exclusive access to employees and people stationed at Camp X. So he not only has firsthand interview knowledge of these people, But he also has thousands of documents and photos in his possession in regards to Camp X. These are things that have never been made public because at the time they were covered under the Official Secrets Act. Now, I did have the chance to interview Mr. Hodgson back in 2020, but unfortunately, because of a misstep on my part, the audio was lost. So I'm going to transfer over some of that knowledge um, from that initial interview and I'll let you know a little bit later on in the show what's going on with the next steps of that. Basically, what Mr. Hodgson mentioned to me, and he, he confirmed a few pieces of information that had been either rumors or, or maybe not as concrete in evidence, 
one of those being Ian Fleming's presence at Camp X. Some people say that he maybe wasn't there or that the mission that he undertook was greatly exaggerated. But Mr. Hodgson pointed me in the direction of num- a number of articles that did prove that this live this live ammunition training session did happen in Toronto because it did make the news at the time, um, although names were not named because of the Official Secrets Act and, and etc. But he did participate in the training back uh, in 1943 or 1944. I, I can't really remember at the moment, but in those time in that time frame, he did participate in the act that is described. And if you've watched the BBC miniseries, uh, The Life of Fleming, um, you'll see that there, that scene is included, albeit they get the location of Camp X wrong. Ian Fleming is not able to complete his mission and kill the enemy that, that was requested of him. So that actually did happen. Another thing that was confirmed by Mr. Hodgson is that they didn't necessarily just in 1969, decided to bulldoze the entirety of Camp X into Lake Ontario. Things were removed. There were articles that were removed and went into uh, private collections. Mr. Hodgson was able to get his hands on on a number of things. The Enigma coding machine actually ended up in the War Museum in Ottawa. And that is actually an item that I've seen in person. When I visited Toronto in 2019, I had actually visited Ottawa a few days prior and had been to the War Museum. Um, and the Enigma coding machine is there, and there are photos of it, and I'm going to repost those for the purposes of this episode on my Instagram page. Um, but there was also a railroad track that's included in one of the exhibits for uh, World War II in, in the Ottawa War Museum, and that also comes from Camp X. A few other pieces got their way into private collections and were on display in Whitby uh, in their town hall. Now, Whitby's town hall unfortunately removed those items because there was a complaint about some of the items on display. And because of the fact that with Camp X, we're dealing with World War II and the Nazis and things like that, some of those items were Nazi memorabilia or paraphernalia, and that can cause offense to some people. And I completely understand that people were offended by it. The context of it was showing our involvement in World War II, and it's unfortunate those items were removed. Um, what happens as a result, though, and the reason that I we're kind of doing an update on Camp X today is that those items have now been reassembled and are going to be put into some sort of museum. Now, a Camp X museum has been in the talks for a number of years now. There are going back to the the fact that the that Camp X was destroyed in 1969 when it was uh, when its usefulness had been outlived. Well, remember that between the the years of the the end of World War II in 1945 in about July or uh, September of 1945 and 1969 when it was decommissioned, it was under the control of the Royal Signal Corps, and also the Royal Signal Corps fell under to intelligence company out of Toronto, which was Canada's or is Canada's military intelligence branch. So two intelligence company oversaw Camp X from 1945 to 1969. Also, Camp X was used to house Igor Grigenko, who was a Soviet defector who had come to Canada and kind of spilled the beans on, on Soviet spying. And so to keep him safe, they housed him at Camp X uh, and, and, you know, worked with him until about, I think it was 1948, or so that they, they worked with him. 
when they decommissioned Camp X after using it as a radio signal station uh, for until the, the late 60s, instead of what the rumor was and the, the kind of half-confirmed rumor that they just bulldozed the whole place into the lake, the actual buildings of Camp X were sold. So a number of the cottage-like structures were actually sold to private uh, private people that, that they could purchase. The, the option to purchase these buildings was put out to the public. Um, and so some of these were actually purchased and moved to Lake Simcoe, which is traditionally part of Ontario's cottage country. So these probably still exist in that area as rental cottages. I'm actually waiting for more confirmation on that um, from my sources to see if they still exist and if they can be rented, because I think that would be maybe the ultimate thrill for this podcast and, and even with the James Bond complex to go visit an actual building that was used for Camp X. One of the other buildings that still existing was in the town of Whitby and was being used um, by a veterinary clinic in the town of Whitby or, or Oshawa um, and was being used for storage. It too was at one point a candidate for a Camp X museum, but because the building has deteriorated and hasn't been upkept, they kind of ruled that out and that building would probably not be used for a Camp X museum. In comes two intelligent company and they had a drive to raise funds to be able to create a permanent Camp X collection and it was successful. So they have now the funds and now the display cases are in production. It was actually just confirmed to me by Mr. Lynn Philip Hodgson a couple of days ago and that there is going to be a permanent Camp X exhibit uh, sponsored by Two Intelligence Company, and it's going to be housed at Casaloma. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Casaloma, it is a grandiose castle in the middle of Toronto. I myself wasn't able to visit it the last time I was there, but I have all more reason to visit it the next time I go because, well, there's going to be a Camp X exhibit permanently on the spot. Um, and Casaloma does have a history with Camp X as well, because that's where the kind of Q branch of Camp X was housed. While you had Camp X was a training ground for new Canadians. And as I explained before, um, Mr. Hodgson confirmed to me that these new Canadians would have been recent immigrants from the Balkans um, and other countries that were easy to train to go back over there because they didn't need a backstory and they didn't need to be trained in the language. They already knew it. So all they needed was the skills to overthrow their Nazi captors. So what they needed in terms of, of training happened at Camp X, but what they needed in terms of equipment were happening in the bowels of Casaloma. So the connection between Camp X and Casaloma is there. Uh, Ian Fleming also famously stayed in Toronto um, right around a hotel that was in, in the area of St. James Church and Bond Street. So there was a little bit of maybe subconscious coincidence there. We know that James Bond was named for an author of a of a or an of a, an author of uh, Birds of the West Indies. But the connection of St. James Church and Bond Street kind of must have played somewhere in, in Ian Fleming's subconscious. So there is a Toronto connection to to Camp X. Camp X is actually about half an hour to 45 minutes east of Toronto on the 401. So the connection is there and the collection is finally getting a more permanent home. Mr. Hodgson also was able to 
get a crowdsourcing going or crowdfunding going for a statue of um, William Stevenson. Now, William Stevenson was the man called Intrepid. He's the namesake of my podcast and the namesake of my virtual identity and social media identity over the last seven years. He was the one who initiated Camp X. Camp X is now called for the land where Camp X was on Boundary Road and Whitby is now called um, Intrepid Park. So the man called Intrepid is very, very essential to the creation of Camp X as he was the head of the British Security Coordination at the time that was running Camp X. And now he's going to have his very own statue in the town of Whitby that's going to be unveiled soon. We'll actually have more information on that um, when the public unveiling happens. But at Celebration Square in Whitby, there is a Sir William Stevenson sculpture that has been created by Ruth Abernathy. Um, it's a bronze statue. And there have been, if you go on to Lynn Philip Hodgson's um, Facebook account, you'll see some of the sketches and, and, and uh, some of the photos of what they're actually building and, and some of the ideas for the sculpture itself. The final unveiling should happen soon, from what I understand. I'll have more on that uh, in the coming weeks. And at the same time, uh, I was talking with Mr. Hodgson just recently, um, one about the, the botched audio of the interview that we conducted a while back. But I invited him again to, to participate on this show when the Camp X exhibit is finally ready to be unveiled, uh, we will do another interview and he will provide uh, a bit of a backstory of, of all of that. So stay tuned for a future episode of uh, the Intrepid Podcast here on the James Bond Complex because we will be talking finally with Lynn Philip Hodgson about Camp X. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Intrepid 007 podcast here on the James Bond Complex. Please follow us on our social media accounts at the James Bond Complex and at 007 Intrepid on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until then, thanks for listening.